I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything! Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. What am I doing here? What are you doing here? I'm John. This is John Helps You Write Better. So I guess I guess we could write better. I was at the grocery store yesterday and I was walking down an aisle and I noticed how many different kinds of body wash there are. Now, body wash is soap. And it's soap sorted along the gender binary because, sure, of course it is. But it's still soap and there's a million billion different kinds. You can smell like a variety of flowers. You can smell like the woods. You can smell like the beach. You can smell like coffee. You can smell like nothing. You can smell like someone's concept of sports. Loads of loads of different things. But at the end of the day, it's still soap that you're rubbing all over yourself in the shower. And it got me thinking, we do a lot of the same segregating and separating of our writing. There's a million, billion different ways to produce a book, body wash, in this metaphor. There are loads of different kinds of books. There's loads of different kinds of scents of body wash. And then even when we subdivide further, when we say we only want to look at floral uh, body wash, there's a million different floral types. Some are purple, some are green, some are pink, some are bright, some are dark, some are heavy, some are this, some are oily, some are that. And we do the same kind of breakdown with genres. There's subgenres and sub-subgenres and sub-sub-subgenres. And that's to say nothing of the fact that individually within genres and subgenres, there's a million billion different permutations. Not everything is the same type of story, even if it all falls under a fantasy or sci-fi or thriller or romance or whatever umbrella. And it got me thinking because when you talk to writers about this stuff, they make it sound like there's this one kind of story, this one kind of fantasy, this one kind of high fantasy, this one kind of whatever, and their story, their idea has to match it or has to be like it. And whether they're making that determination based on, well, book X, whatever it is, was popular and sold well, and I want to be popular and I want to sell well, so I have to make mine like X. Or whether they're looking at something like, we all talk about book Y, and I want to be talked about in the same way, so I have to make mine like book Y. What that neglects and what that kind of washes over, for lack of a better pun, is the idea that with all that stuff on our store shelf, with all that stuff on the bookshelf, with all those different flavors and scents and florals and whatevers, There are still loads of different soaps that you've never heard of available from places you've never shopped that you might love, that might be great for your skin, that might be fantastic for you, that get you loads of compliments and attention and help you feel clean. But you'll never know because you're so used to looking at things in a particular certain way, at a particular certain place, at a particular certain price, at a particular certain time. When we talk about books, you have to remember that it's not about just one size fits all or that whatever is popular is the only thing available. There are loads of different stories. There are loads of different ways to tell a story. And just because 
your soap slash story in our metaphor is totally different than somebody else's, that doesn't make you wrong or bad, and it doesn't make the story wrong or bad. When I say this, people jump back in with, well, how come I'm getting rejected? How come, how come I'm not being published? Why? Your rejection status is not necessarily indicative of the un- unquality, the lack of quality, the failure of your art, just because some fucking dick twit in an office somewhere can't figure out how they would sell your book so they're not going to buy the book from you doesn't mean that you failed with your art. It just means that that pinhead over there who's sending you the rejection letter can't fucking figure out how to sell it. That's on them. Their rejection reflects on them. Yes, your approach might have been a problem. Yes, your query letter might be a problem. Yes, you could have produced a better structure to your art or story. But at its core, at its heart, if you were to do, make sure you do your best to produce that best traditional query, to produce that pitch, to write that good sales copy, to produce the best draft you can, to do all the stuff you can do to the best of your ability with all the help available to you, your ass is covered. You're good. You've done everything you can. It's just a matter of finding somebody out there, if you want to pursue that avenue, finding somebody out there who agrees. It's also possible, though, that that's not the right avenue that you can produce your book, but it'll sell, but not necessarily sell well. Traditionally, again, loads of soap, loads of different body washes, loads of different products out there available in places you don't know from companies and businesses and stuff you've never heard of, but that doesn't make it inferior just because it's not available at your local Kroger or Albertsons or something. Just because it's not over there on the shelf next to the two other green bottles doesn't mean your thing is bad or wrong or that you're bad or wrong. It's just that there's so many different ways to do this, so many different things. It could be so many different permutations and, and influences and ideas and this, that, and the other. You couldn't possibly, absolutely cover all the bases and just try to homogenize. Just try and say, well, my stuff's just like that. Because let's think about it. Let's suppose we only had body wash. Let's suppose we only had books of one certain type. How boring would that be? How dull would that be? The reason why some of those body washes, the reason why some of those books aren't sold traditionally is because that avenue of control and salesmanship can often erode, corrode, or deny access and creativity. The salesmanship of traditional publishing is looking for the body wash that is broadest in appeal and least colored or flavored by personality. There's no skill there. It's mass manufactured. It's big brand shit. And if that's what you want to produce, hey, great, more power to you. But if you're out here cultivating your own small batch story, you're out here working with custom ingredients and you're really putting love, care, and, and skill into your work, but you're not able to produce at a mass scale because, I don't know, you're a real fucking person with bills and problems and life and joys and goals and you like the idea of not working 20 hours a day and you don't have to crush it, bro. If, if that's your thing and that's who you are and that's what's up, then that's what's up. And you're going to be making some small batch stuff. Now, it can feel like if you go self-publishing that you, no one's going to pick up your body wash. But that's not your body wash's fault. That's your marketing's fault. 
the quality of your work is not necessarily limited by or reflected by how you make your work available. Again, loads of products available on websites outside the beaten path. You might have to track them down. I'm not saying like they're black market or anything. I'm saying like you have to go straight to the the producer, to the main company to make your order. You can't just go through Amazon or just get it off some store shelf. But that doesn't mean it's of worse or lesser quality. Don't buy into that myth. Don't buy into that trap that your story has to come to its readers in one particular direction, in one particular way, in order for it to be good or liked or popular. The argument that, yeah, but if I go this way, if I publish it this way, if I get an a, a pimp, an agent, and I, I traditionally publish it from this company this way, I will have more sales and make more money is not necessarily true. Yeah, there are people out here on social media talking about, oh, I made $100,000. Oh, I got a $49,000 advance. That's not the norm, right? You understand that that's, that's not typical. That's, that's a thing that happened to this person because of a few things outside of their control. That's a, that's a one-time thing. That is not a universal, right? Just because we, we buy, you know, this particular brand of body wash and it's okay, but it, you know, our skin breaks out doesn't mean we shouldn't switch or consider a different one that's more tailored or more custom or lacking that ingredient that we're slightly allergic to. Like there are other ways to accomplish this goal. There's other ways of reaching your audience. Yeah. Everybody and their mother knows what like part shampoo is, but it might not be as good for your hair as say the Viore, you know, shampoo bar. Who knows? There's there's nothing wrong with that. Don't confuse a want of success for a demand or a need for big giant numbers. I'm not saying you're only good enough for three people to like your book. I'm saying don't get caught up in the numbers. Don't lose yourself to that sense of, oh my God, it has to be a certain way in order for it to count. Think about the body wash. Think about the fact that there's loads of different stuff on shelves you've never seen and they're still doing just fine. Produce your art to the best of your ability. Get it out in front of the people who want it to whatever way, in whatever way you can and things are going to be just fine. Think it over. I'll talk to you soon.